Welcome to the Vernon Verdict Sports Show, where we bring you sports talk on the go. I'm your host, Jacob Verna, and man, LSU has a lot of changes on the horizon. A couple of them we've underwent. A couple of them we're kind of waiting to see what happens. But most importantly, how is LSU going to handle this? How are they going to be able to build this offseason, head into next year a better team, and potentially claim Brian Kelly's first national championship? Let's start off with you know, the changes that are obvious, the NFL draft class, departure, you're going to see the class headline by Jaden Daniels, of course, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., your three projected first round draft picks out of LSU. But breaking news from that side of things is that Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors will opt out of the NFL draft combine that is currently going underway. Why do they opt out, though? Is the NFL Combine losing its luster? Is it unnecessary now for top-level draft picks to risk lowering their stock? I say yes. I say when you're Jaden Daniels and you know, you're know you mentioned as more than likely the second quarterback taken, at worst, the third quarterback taken, there's no point for you to go out there and test and go through the drills and potentially mess up what you have going for you, especially if... You fought this hard to get where you are currently. I mean, look at Jaden Daniels' story. Last year, you had people wondering if he even was draft ready, wondering if he can even sniff the NFL. Fast forward 365 days later, and Jaden Daniels is Mr. Heisman, one of the most talented quarterbacks in LSU history, and he's a fan favorite. Some people are saying he's the best player the 2024 NFL draft has to offer. So yeah, when you're Jaden Daniels, stay far away from the NFL combine. Keep it to your pro day. You, you see a lot of top-level athletes doing it. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that, you know, this is the era of the NFL Combine fading away. It's not a bad thing. Times change, and, you know, especially with this era of college football where all eyes are on it, when you see a Jaden Daniels or a Caleb Williams or a Drake May perform in the high moments or when you see them all over college football in your marquee matchups that are highly publicized and highly televised, you already know the name. You already know what they bring to the table. You know the draw. You don't have to go to the combine, show your accuracy, you know, show your skill set, show your bag, so to speak. I think that these guys' bags speak for themselves. Another one, Malik Neighbors, you know, him opting out. Some people are wondering, ah, you know, this could have been the moment to prove that he's better than Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, what if he already did? What if Malik Neighbors on film throughout last season by getting more receptions, by getting more reception yards, already on tape, showed he's better than Maserati Marvin? What if Malik Neighbors made his candidacy for the number one wide receiver in the 2024 NFL draft class? There's always that side of it. You know, people, upon first glance of seeing something like this, are like, oh, it might be a mistake. You know, this is a big, this is a big decision for your future. You might have done something wrong. What about if you might have done something right? I think we should consider that. Um, but, you know, the Pro Day LSU, going to have a lot of eyes on it, as always. Last year, we saw Bill Belichick stroll in. A uh, recent story said that he's, he claimed Jaden Daniels was at the top of his board. And I also noted how interesting it is that Jaden Daniels got to throw for Kayshawn Booty and Jare Jenkins last year. Now, not only does he get to throw for himself, but he gets to throw for Malik Neighbors. He gets to throw for Brian Thomas Jr. He gets to throw for his guys, the brotherhood. You know, they get one last dance, one last hoorah. They get to meet up together you know, perform and potentially stamp slash punch their ticket to the NFL. 
to their dreams, to something that they have been talking about for the greater part of two years, two great seasons together. So I think this is going to be very interesting. LSU Pro Day, probably one of the biggest Pro Days LSU has had in recent memory, I'd have to say. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Look for the exclusive coverage that will bring you from that event. We'll be right there. Sideline. We got the camera access just like we did last year. We're going to be giving you all, all the inside. We're going to give you the highlights. We're going to give you the recaps. And we're going to give you our assessment of how LSU's draft class performed. Now, switching gears. That's, you know, one of the smaller changes, of course. The draft class departing. Everyone saw that coming. You see the writing on the wall. Uh, all of these people have declared for the greater portion of a month now. A recent change that LSU fans are going to have to come to terms with, though, Harold Perkins Jr. position change. You got a lot of mixed emotions about this. I mean, I'm not even going to say mixed. You got a negative reaction. You hear a lot of people complain and, oh, well, this is a big mistake. This could be one of the worst things that they can do. Here's all I'm going to say about it. I think that Harold Perkins Jr. is your most talented defensive player. Ooh, shocker. You know, everyone's going to already know that. It's not... That's not the hot take of the segment here. The hot take of the segment is, with that being said, I think that the best player, the most talented player, by default the player with the highest ceiling, has the most room to grow and has the most flexibility in not only the linebacker room, but in that defense as a whole. So seeing Harold Perkins go back inside, having to recover, having to develop, having to trust his eyes, Scares some people just because of what they seen last year, but it does not scare me because I know the direction this defense is trending toward. I know the direction this team is trending toward. And with the hire of Blake Baker, with the hire of several people, I mean, let's talk about Bo Davis. Let's talk about Corey Raymond. They got a lot of big names into this defensive staff that are not only going to implement culture and mindset and aggression, little small intricacies that people complained about last season, but what they will do is they're going to develop they're going to teach their kids the way to perform in the scheme. They're going to tell Harold Perkins, if you see this, do this. If this happens, react this way. He's not going to be out there year one in the inside making mistakes. You know, he's not going to be out there uh, busting coverages every single play. Maybe at first, you know, that happens. Mistakes happen. Last year's defense compared to this year's defense is always going to be a talking point. I think that it'll be a comparison where we're looking back on last year like, man, everyone grew leaps and bounds. When you're looking at Harold Perkins Jr. going into an NFL caliber season, this is his time to get his money. This is his time to show everybody, I'm NFL ready. I'm well-rounded. Not only can I get to your quarterback, not only can I create havoc in the backfield, but I can sit back and digest some coverage. I could sit back and be an anchor for your defense on all areas. It's going to help him develop into a well-rounded player. And I think LSU and the coaching staff would be doing him a disservice if they did not do that. If they didn't put Harold Perkins in a situation to grow and develop as a player, I think that we could potentially be missing out on what Harold Perkins could really be. Everybody's like, all right, well, let's put him on the line and send him to the quarterback and just let him knock people's heads off. Fantastic. Would be amazing. But what about when that's covered? What about when that doesn't work? What about if it's just not necessary at that point in the scheme or in the game? What if we could put Harold Perkins back in coverage and help out that secondary or, you know, help out the defensive line? I feel like there's a lot of things that need to be considered here. Like, yeah, defensive pressure was worse last year than we've seen in recent memory, but just putting Harold Perkins on the line and pushing a quarterback doesn't necessarily help out that defensive line pressure. What if you put him in coverage and they blanket everybody and the quarterback has nowhere to throw and now that defensive line pressure gets through? Plenty of factors to consider here. I think Blake Baker and Brian Kelly know exactly what they're doing. 
And if they don't, it's a simple change that you can switch midseason. I don't think they're going to keep them on the inside. And if it doesn't work, just let it, you know, catch the whole house on fire. I think they're going to put it out. While it's a little small, they're going to kind of control it. And I think that Harold Perkins is going to shock a lot of people. I don't see how you can say somebody is the best player on a defense, but then get confused and then get upset when, you know, they're trying to help him get into that role when they're trying to help him fill the shoes, the potential, reach his ceiling. Everyone's like, oh, well, that's not the best way to use him. Really? And you know that how? I mean, we've got multi-million dollar level college football head coaches scheming up strategies and ways to get this team back on target and if this is step number one that they've identified in spring camp i'm excited to see where it goes because who knows it's only up from here should you trust blake baker though i feel like you know i'm sitting here giving him the benefit of the doubt and a lot of people are going to be wondering well why who is blake baker why should i trust him yeah he's at mizzou but who is he let me give you a, a, a brief background on blake baker and why i am bought in all in At LA Tech in 2018, he brought that team to the number four rank in the NCAA in sacks. He had Jalen Ferguson. Of course, he had Meek Robinson. He had a lot of great talent. But another interesting person that Blake Baker's responsible for developing is Damone Clark from LSU. Damone Clark's had a great career in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. He's made himself a starter. That defense is pretty phenomenal. And... I think that Blake Baker could do that with several players on the squad, whether it be a Harold Perkins, whether it be a Major Burns, Jacoby Gilroy, uh, Zy Alexander. They got plenty of diamonds in the rough on that team that could all be first-round caliber NFL draft picks, whether you like it or not. Uh, Pair him with Bo Davis also, and oh my lord, that defensive pressure just got 10 times better. You got University of Texas... Kind of running rampant on college football last year, I'd say. And I'm not going to say Bo Davis is the biggest part of it, but him coming to LSU is huge. He's addressing a big, big concern in terms of positional coaches because LSU's defensive line had no consistency at that level. You lose Jamar Cain, Jimmy Lindsey comes down with an unfortunate uh, you know, situation, and then from that point on, you're just piecing together things, trying your best to develop a really, really, really talented group. That group leaves and departs to the NFL, and good luck to them. But LSU's going to have to try to rebuild and figure some things out. And putting that decision in the hand of Bo Davis alongside Blake Baker will be phenomenal. More about Blake Baker. In 2023, Mizzou finished ranked top 10 with 11 wins. They also had a top 5 defense in the SEC. Now, I know people are like, well, well, Mizzou didn't do anything. Well, this, well, that. It's Mizzou. They're winning 11 games. If I would have told you before last season that that would be the case, everyone's mind would have spun. Not only that, though, but imagine LSU's offense last season with a top-five defense in the SEC. They might have put a ring on the finger. It might have been the third LSU team that year to win a national championship. I think that this Blake Baker hire could provide the stability needed at LSU's defensive spot. I think that it's a big boost for LSU's culture. He's a big Louisiana guy. Played at Tulane, coached at LA Tech. He's even coached at LSU. He's got the ties. He's going to be able to help you in the recruiting world. And I also think that his schemes, his strategies, and his coaching style is proven to work at smaller schools as a defensive coordinator. Why would it not work at LSU? Why would it not work when you have more resources? Why would it not work when you have more money? How can Blake Baker moving to a bigger school with more resources, more money, more technology, more everything hurt him? Yeah, the competition might get better, but he's playing at Mizzou and performing well. He's playing at Mizzou and putting them in top 10 ranks nationally, whether it be uh, sacks or, or, or turnovers or even scoring. 
The defense was playing phenomenal last year for the Missouri Tigers, and LSU fans got to see it a bit for themselves when Missouri almost beat us on the road. I think, uh, you know, LSU has a lot of changes on the horizon, like we mentioned earlier. They're going to be able to handle them pretty well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Spring football on the way. Y'all make sure to hit the subscribe button. We're going to have all the coverage for you, whether it be updates from Brian Kelly, players, or highlights from spring practice. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to post, you know, the shorter clips or uh, different quotes and updates on there as well. We got them on Facebook. We got them on Twitter. We got them on TikTok. We got them everywhere you digest your sports media. All the links in the description. Find the one you like. Click the link and go give us a follow. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. We got a lot more content coming. We're going to go ahead and run back the weekly episodes. And we got a couple things up our sleeves. So stay tuned. This has been the Verdant Verdict where we bring you sports talk on the go. I'm your host, Jacob Verda. Y'all have a great one.